31. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> this time the young children may go to the children's Bible. Praise the Lord, ye heavens are adored, and praise His invitation hymn this morning, number 255, 255, I am resolved. This time, Brother Chris. Good morning. It's good to see each one of you with us this morning. If you've got your Bibles, be turning to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. We are studying through the book of Hebrews uh, for the next several weeks. If you have not already purchased one of these little scripture journal things, I would highly recommend it. It's just got the text of Hebrews on one side and it's got blank page on the other side for you to take notes on. I love these things. I don't get a kickback for selling these things. (laughs) So if you buy one, uh, I don't get anything out of it, but I love them. Uh, They are awesome little tools. Or you can just print out. It didn't hit me until just a couple weeks ago. I've been using these things for almost a year. A couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know, I could do this. I could print them out for myself. And so you have more room like that. <laughs> so point being, find something so you can take notes in it. Uh, Hebrews is an incredibly rich study, and we're going to hopefully plunge the depths of it throughout the, throughout the next several weeks. In chapter 1, and just the very first opening verses there, the first three or four verses there, the Hebrew writer con, uh, convinces us that Jesus is God. 
He is the radiance of God's glory. He's the exact imprint of God's nature. He is 100% God. In the first century, there seems to be some idea, uh, at least a proposal, probably from the Jewish uh, sect of people, saying that Jesus was, maybe he was just an angel. And so if they can convince uh, the other Jewish, Christ, the Jewish Christians to buy into that idea that Jesus was not God, that he was just an angel, maybe even the, the first, the greatest angel. Uh, if they can convince them to buy into that, then these Christians are not going to be persecuted uh, because you don't worship an angel and eventually their faith would dwindle and they would walk away from the church and they could walk back into Judaism. That is the situation we find ourselves in as we pick up the book of Hebrews. You find a whole bunch of Jewish Christians especially who are thinking about going back into Judaism. You've just got a lot of persecution against Jewish Christians by Jewish people. Um, their families have turned against them. They are being shunned. Their businesses are, are going to waste. They're not, they're not doing well. And the thought that seems to be permeating their minds, at least thanks to the Hebrew writer, we know this because of what he wrote, the thought that seems to be their main focus is, is Jesus worth it? Is he worth all the sacrifices that I've had to make for him? And throughout the rest of chapter 1, the Hebrew writer convinces us that Jesus is more than an angel. He is God, and he is eternal, and he is sovereign. He is every bit Yahweh that the Father is. He is 100% God, and thus you should worship him. He is worth sacrificing everything for. Now, in chapter 2, we find the Hebrew writer doing something that he's going to do five, four more times, five including this time here in Hebrews 2, 1 through 4. He's going to do it five times total. He's going to step back, step away from the point that he's trying to get across, and he's going to give us a warning. I think that this letter is a sermon. I don't think it was originally written down. I think it was originally spoken. Uh, and this seems to land pretty hard for me too because if he is speaking this lesson he he works through that idea that Jesus is God and there's there's no doubt about it from the very opening pages of scripture in Genesis you find Jesus he is he's there and there's no doubt about it that he is God and so to a people who are tempted to walk back away from Jesus. We need a warning, don't we? And that's what he's going to provide for us here, this, this warning. So look here in our text, Hebrews chapter 2, starting in verse 1. He says, Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable... And every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard. While God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. 
Now, here's where you need a pen and paper to write in in your Bibles. Underline therefore. Because every time you see therefore in Scripture, you have to ask yourself this, this silly question they taught us in school. What's the therefore, therefore? So why is he saying therefore? He's tying it back into his thoughts in chapter 1, isn't he? He's saying because of what we learned in chapter 1, because Jesus is superior to the angels, because he is God himself, we have to do some things. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention. He says, this is, this is not something that you need to put on the back burner. This is not something that you need to ignore. This is something you need to pay very special close attention to. Hold your place here in Hebrews chapter 2 and flip over to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. I'm going to show you a couple of instances where this word is used just to kind of get it to stick with us. The lesson this morning is very simple. It's a warning. But I think in our super saturated culture where we just kind of talk all the time and, and don't listen very much, a couple of pictures for this all-important warning may be very important for us. Acts chapter 8. <clears throat> We're going to start in verse 4, but let me lay the background for you because a lot of things have happened in three verses in Acts chapter 8. Saul, the guy that will one day be known as the Apostle Paul, is ravaging the early church. Uh, in fact, in Jerusalem, his persecution has become so intense that the Christians have to leave. And they, they disperse all across the world at that point. Philip is a deacon in the Jerusalem church, um, but even he leaves. Uh, and the church leaves Jerusalem, which is for the best because now the church that had been localized in Jerusalem now goes everywhere. And so everybody has an opportunity to come to Christ, which is what he's always wanted in the first place. And so the church in Jerusalem dismisses and they go. They go out. Philip goes to Samaria, the hated Samaria, the place that the, no Jewish person would ever set foot. Philip goes and he starts teaching to them Christ. Watch what happens in chapter 8, verse 4. Now, those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention. There's our word. They paid attention, very close attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. These people who did not know Jesus, when they heard what Philip was saying, they stopped what they were doing and they focused on him. They put everything else aside and they listened to what he was saying. All the other stuff that was going on in their heads, all the things that they were thinking, they put all that stuff aside and they focused on what Philip is saying. They gave him every bit of their attention. You ever been talking to somebody and they're looking at their watch or they're looking around? You got every bit of their attention? You don't, do you? These people put everything aside and they focused on what Philip was saying. Our Hebrews writer says, you need to do that. When Jesus speaks, you need to put everything else aside and listen to what he says. Now, we come to worship 
We sit through Bible classes. We know that, don't we? But I think this may be one of those things that we hear so often that maybe we've become a little callous to it. I want you to hear it this morning like you've heard it for the first time. When our Hebrew writer says, Therefore, because Jesus is superior to the angels, because He is God, when He speaks, you pay very special 